Hey, Jesus Time family, welcome back. My name is Chisela Lou, and I'm your host. And today we're going to talk about what Jesus tells me in my time with Jesus. <laughs> and it's great and it's sweet. And I'm so excited. You know, this morning I sat down and I've just been thinking about Jesus and praying. And uh, I always have tons of ideas. And I just try to ask the Holy Spirit, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want to share? What do you want to, what do you want me to focus on today? And it's, sometimes it's what I think, sometimes it's not. Today was not, but I'm so glad that he pointed this out by way of reminder. We always need reminding. (laughs) I always need reminding. So we're going to look at a couple of different scriptures this morning or this time. It's morning for me. I don't know what time it is for you. We're going to look at 1 Peter 1 and 2 Peter 1. And before I read and tell you what the Jesus time taught me. I love Peter and I connect with him so much. I feel like he is one of the only ones that failed miserably as a disciple already. Like we know the apostle Paul, when he was Saul, persecuted the church. He was pretty much a terrorist, killing Christians who were proclaiming that Jesus was the way. But Peter was already a disciple. He was around Jesus. He knew Jesus. And he denied him three times as Jesus predicted. Uh, As Jesus was arrested and and was on his way to the cross, Peter proclaimed, I don't know that guy. I don't know this man. I don't know him. Three times. Boom. And then he felt terrible. And he was the worst. And also, even after Jesus restored him, we see that Peter also fell into a little bit of racism. Paul calls him out in the book of Galatians because Peter refused to eat with the uncircumcised Gentiles, even though he had previously eaten with them before. And it was because some people who cared about that were around him. And Peter fell into that, fell into maybe wanting to please these people who cared about circumcision or wanting to look important in their eyes, and Paul calls him out. So Peter fails regularly (laughs) during his time as a young believer and even time as a more mature believer. And so I love reading 1st and 2nd Peter knowing that because I don't know about you guys, but I still fail. I still let Jesus down. I still sin and hate myself for doing that. And I have to go to God and and get re-restored. And I, I feel like Peter gets it. So let's take a look at what God shared with me in my Jesus time. Okay. We're going to start in first Peter one, verse three, and we're going to read about, uh, four verses, three or four verses. Okay. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So 
be truly glad. There is a wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Ooh, that's such a good vision for our eternal home, guys. But I want to key in on what it is specifically that will bring us praise and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. It is not our works. It is our faith. Verse 7. Um, so when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. Uh, what a powerful reminder, especially from a guy who failed. It is our faith in Christ that brings us favor with Christ because it's never about our works, even though our works are important and they are evidence of what we believe and a result of our faith in Christ. But it is our faith in Christ that pleases Christ. Someone once told me that we never graduate from the gospel. We are saved by grace through faith. And that doesn't change. That never changes. And then if we look in 2 Peter, also chapter 1, also starting in verse 3, I feel like Peter doubles down on this idea. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. Okay, that was a lot. That was verses three through eight. But it's so good, guys. And what is Peter saying here? He is saying... God gives us the promises because of his great glory and excellence. And we can share in God's divine nature through the promises. And because we know this is true, then we can have some works, right? We add to our faith knowledge, to our knowledge, 
self-control and so forth and so on. Now, just when we think we might get caught up in works, Peter comes back and tells us, hey, if you are growing in these qualities, you're not going to be useful or you're not going to be unuseful, I should say, in the knowledge of Jesus. So keep going. But if you are not growing, if you fail to develop in this way, you're short-sighted or blind, having forgotten that you've been cleansed. When we are not growing, when we are falling short, when we fail, the answer is not more effort. The answer is more Jesus. God does not want more effort in our works. He wants more faith in his work, specifically his work on the cross. That is so important for our brains, for my brain to grasp. Even if there is a character area in my life where I do need to expend some effort, I must first come to Jesus and remember my position with him by grace through faith. So before I engage in works, even you know if I have to, because that is part of our walk with Christ. But we have to first understand our forgiveness in Christ. We cannot become short-sighted or blind, forgetting that we have been cleansed from our old sins. That's a big deal. That's a big deal, guys. So I hope as you move forward in your day, and I'm hoping that as I move forward in my day, I can remember who Jesus is and what he did for me. And from that place, from that knowledge, from that truth, extend effort. Jesus first, then my effort. More Jesus is way more important than more effort. I hope you guys are blessed. I love you so much. Enjoy your Jesus times.